Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Early predictions. We just ran through the AFC. Danny G, who's your pick to win the AFC as we enter the day before the NFL officially kicks off? I'm going with the Jags. I think that uh, they made some very good progress last season, obviously. Look how close they were to finally knocking the Patriots off. Had they not gone all conservative on us, they would have advanced. I think they take that next step. I'm a huge Fournette fan. And one thing here, I'm looking, uh, Coop's almost done, Clay. I'm going to fill your name in. We we do this every NFL season here at the network, all of us huge NFL heads. We have a prediction sheet in the studio. It's bragging rights. All the hosts, producers, tech producers, update anchors all fill this out with who we think are going to win, who we think is going to be the worst team in the league, and who your uh, – what's the last column there, Coop? Out on a limb – and MVP. So who you got for MVP, Clay? I don't think you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if he stays healthy, he'll be the MVP of the league. Um, and I'll go through the NFC here in a minute. Uh, I, I think my AFC champ, oh, well, let's go around. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Garcia, who you got as your AFC champ? Well, I'm sorry to be boring, but as long as Tom Brady is the quarterback Ooh. of the Patriots. Yeah, uh, I almost feel like you should have to eliminate the Patriots <laughs> well, because it's so boring to pick the Patriots. But it is. I mean, they're the favorite. And, uh, and obviously, there's a lot of momentum for them. 
uh, as always because of uh, of Tom Brady. And I know that Edelman's going to be out for a while, but Gronk's still there, and Brady doesn't need to have you know a marquee receiver uh, to be able to have a great offense and score points. The defense will be good enough, and you know Belichick is still Belichick. They lost Matt Patricia, but he fil- he's lost plenty of coordinators before and just keeps on motoring. So sorry if it's not sexy or out on a limb, as Danny said, but it's the Patriots. Roberto, who you got? Uh, he wants to, to say the Raiders so bad. <laughs> yeah, I want to say the Raiders so bad. Uh, I'll say the Patriots. I'll be boring. Say the Patriots. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb completely here and say the Chargers. Uh, I, I think the AFC is going to be a little bit wide open. I think this is the year that the Patriots finally are not ascendant forever. I liked the way that the Ra- that the uh, Chargers finished the season. Do, do you and- think their offense could get it done? Because I love their coach, Anthony Lynn, and their defense is amazing. But – the offense, for whatever reason, especially down the stretch, key interceptions, key injuries, and Chargers are a it's, sexy pick. Phillip Rivers always gets his receivers injured. Not like him getting them injured himself, but that there's always something on the offense where Rivers has a guy and you expect him to be a stud and then he gets hurt. But yeah, I, I think the Chargers are going to put it together. And, and also, I just don't want to pick the Patriots because it's so easy to pick the Patriots every year. Uh, let me uh, let me run through the NFC here really quick um, in terms of my kind of breakdown. NFC East, I feel like the NFC East gets more attention than every division in the NFL combined almost. Cowboys, I'm not sold on the Cowboys. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think that Dak Prescott in year three, as much as I love Dak, and I watch Dak play every game at Mississippi State that mattered, and obviously I was higher on him than a lot of people were coming out of uh, of Starkville when he went to the Cowboys to begin with. I just don't think he's got a lot of weapons. I think this is a transition year for the Cowboys as they move on from Jason Witten and Des Bryant, and certainly, obviously, Tony Romo's been gone a couple of years now. I don't think that they've quite made that transition. I think that Ezekiel Elliott, as good as he is, I'm just not sold on that offense having playmakers at wide receiver. I'm not sold on them having playmakers at tight end. The Giants, I think, are going to be a lot better. Uh, Right now, if I were going to pick an NFC East winner, I really do think that I would pick the Giants. People say, oh, it's crazy. The Eagles are the defending champs. A lot of times the defending champs cycle back down. Um, The Eagles were uh, were an incredible run, and obviously the Nick Foles uh, fill in for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz will come back. I think it'll take him a while to hit his stride. I think the Giants are going to be a lot better if Saquon Barkley can be healthy and manage that hamstring. Odell Beckham Jr. has got his big contract. Eli's got a little bit better of an offensive line. I think the Giants are going to win the NFC East. Uh, The Eagles, like I said, I I think they'll be fine. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be uh, 11-5, 10-6, but I don't see them with uh, the, the same momentum. The Redskins, I mean, here's the challenge if you're a Redskins fan. you got Alex Smith. And what happens when you have Alex Smith? Well, you have a pretty good season, and then you can't really advance when you need to advance. So I think that there's a decent chance that three playoff teams come out of the NFC East. I think the Redskins may get to the playoffs, and I think the Redskins will get there and do what Alex Smith does when he gets to the playoffs, lose. NFC North, uh, Chicago Bears, I'm not sold on Mitch Trubisky. He needs to show me more as much as Khalil Mack may improve the defense. If Mitch Trubisky's not the guy, it doesn't matter in that division. The Lions... Matthew Stafford, really good. Going to go 9-7 and seven and be right on the precipice of making the playoffs. That's better than the Lions have been historically. I think Green Bay is going to be incredibly good. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, like I just said, will be my MVP. But I think the team that wins the division is the Minnesota Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a revelation there with Diggs. 
And with Thielen, I think they've got an incredible uh, offensive line, uh, offensive attack that's going to be set up. The defense is very good. I think the Vikings, my, my prediction to give it to you here, they're probably not going to be a lot of people who make this uh, Super Bowl prediction. I think it's going to be Vikings against Chargers. Vikings charge. I might be the only person in America who has a national radio show who's going to pick the Super Bowl of Vikings Chargers, but the Vikings are my pick to win the NFC North uh, to to advance to the Super Bowl, and I'm picking Vikings Chargers. I think that Phillip Rivers will play, it's a crazy idea, will play in a Super Bowl before all is said and done. I'm going to wait on who's going to win. I'll probably, you know what, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think the Vikings are going to. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx everybody in Minnesota, but I think the Vikings are going to get it done, and the Vikings win the Super Bowl. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Bring in my guy uh, Jeff Schwartz. Uh, Jeff, what's shaking? Front page of the Wall Street Journal. Nike's plunge into NFL battle draws quick backlash. Before we get to that, though, yeah. If you were given a blind sneaker taste test, yes. right? Uh, let's first start here. Like, I think a lot of these taste tests prove how much of people's decisions is total crap, right? Like, you were being influenced by branding without realizing it. So, I'll be honest with you. If I sat down at a fancy restaurant, my wife made a fancy restaurant reservation for us, and I sat down and they said, Sir, we're going to bring you a $4,000 bottle, bottle of wine. And we yeah. are also going to bring you a $40 bottle of wine. Let's yeah. say they're both going to be reds, right? Or whites or whatever it is. And we're going to pour you a glass of each. If you can distinguish, we will give you the $4,000 bottle of wine. I might yeah. as well flip a coin. I don't think I could tell the difference. Do you think you could? Uh, no. What's funny is, is I think my, my mom was a, a part of uh, – a case in 1984 in the Supreme Court with subliminal messaging. I think she testified on that. Like she was, she did this whole study on how subliminal messaging in the movie theater works, where they play that that clip of the pop. There was a, a thing where they were playing um, like a like a, a small like microsecond clip of like popcorn in the middle of a movie, and people would get up in the middle of the movie and go get popcorn and not even realize what they were seeing. Yeah. Um, and she, she was part of that. She was she had to testify in that case. Or she helped so, to do something. Sorry for my daughter screaming. Um, no, I, I agree with you there. I mean, for shoes, look, I wear New Balance. I'm a Nike guy. I went to Oregon. But New Balance is more comfortable for me. So I wear New Balance. Um, the shoe game, you know, here, here's the deal with, with, with the whole Nike thing. This is, this is what I think. This is what I think they were, they were thinking. It could be right. It could be wrong. But... You know, I know you. I know Under Armour stock was up yesterday. Well, Under Armour is not really their competitor uh, globally. That that's Adidas, and the young kids are going to Adidas quickly. If you look at the market share, you look at the market share. Um, if you look at the market share for shoes, Adidas is going way up, and Nike's going down. Adidas is seen as like cool and hip, and, and Nike's not. So, I think that this was a play strictly. You think you think Nike is desperate. Uh, no, I think they're. I don't think they're desperate because if you look at their situation, they, their stocks been going up all year. Now it took a hit yesterday, uh, but generally speaking, they've had a, a pretty good run this year. I don't think they're desperate. I think they realize that there's they can't think of any other way to get that crowd back, and they know that that while Colin Kaepernick might be controversial to people that are our age, he's might be a hero to a lot of the young generation. And they view this as a play on that. This is not to get, you know, and I see a lot of people that are upset about Colin Kaepernick. 
uh, you know, one guy I interacted with on Twitter. I said, "How many pairs of Nike do you actually own?" He didn't answer me because it's probably none. Like that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing is the only influence negatively. This is from my opinion. I think can happen here is parents saying, "I'm not buying." Oh, I think kids, I think which is what you I said. think that's the key here. I I understand Nike saying, "Oh, we got to go after young right. people," but where do young people's money come from? Their parents. Their parents. But I yeah. will say this, and you know this is true as well. It's like my son's four. You know, you're what, yours are three, seven, and ten. They've changed all ages now. It used to be two, nine, and seven. You can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, is my son wears one? He's very picky. He wears one shoe. It's a Nike shoe. It's a one brand of. It's one style of shoe. He's worn it for two years now. He refuses to wear any other shoes. Like I'll give him a Nike shoe that looks close. He's like, I don't like this. So I buy what my kids need. You know, they're in the price range that that that, that I will accept to buy for shoes. And that's it. So, like, if your if your kid loves this one pair of shoes, and any other shoe he wears, he throws a fit, and you're gonna buy him the Nike shoe as much as you hate it. You're not gonna tell him, well, you know what, son, they ran this campaign, and we just can't wear Nike anymore. We're gonna buy him the shoe. So like, maybe, but I think I think my kids are such big sports fans. Like, I, I remember having this conversation the last time, the last time we went to the store. Uh, I was like, oh, let's get these Steph Curry's uh, because first of all, you have to find it in their size. And Correct. that's a challenge in and of itself. So my youngest son, he wears Spider-Man shoes now. I have no idea who makes the <laughs> Spider-Man shoes. Before Spider-Man, yeah. he wore Lightning McQueen shoes. I have yeah. no idea who makes yeah. the Lightning McQueen yeah. shoes. That is where I will not, you know, like, I, I will allow him to pick his shoes, right? It could be Nike who's making the Lightning McQueen shoes. I have no idea. I'm not right. going to disallow that because he's like, oh, I want Spider-Man, whatever it is. I mean, uh, like, I'm going to let him pick his shoes. But for the older boys, when it comes to buying their cleats, and look, I, I was thinking about it. I definitely spend several hundred dollars a year on shoes, right? When you think right. about all the basketball all the shoes for sports, stuff, yeah. cleats, like the fact that the kids are growing, so I have to buy a new shoe for them every year. For myself, I don't buy that much, you know, in the shoe department, right? I mean, right, I just, course, yeah. I don't buy. But for my kids, I buy a lot. I buy several hundred dollars. And certainly if you factor in apparel, hundreds of dollars in apparel as well. I, I will not buy Nike. I really won't. I mean, I will now, if I'm buying a Tennessee Titans uh, shirt for my kids, there'll be a Under Armour and a Reebok version and a Titans version for Nike, and I'll just buy the one that's not Nike. They look well, the same. It's not like it's that much of a difference. You'd have, to, you'd have to get the old version of those because they they're an old Nike now for type stuff. Um, for but, the jerseys. Uh, the jerseys are all Nike now. Yeah, but all of the all of the gear they they allow the logo to happen for multiple different teams. Oh, I, I, okay, I was not aware of that. Um, yeah, like I you can get I've like never bought, I've never bought any gear before like that. Yeah, well, that makes um, sense. Yeah, um, no, I know, and I to, I totally understand that. Um, and you know, you, you 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 talk about the blind test for shoes. Look, the best football cleats still are Nike cleats. Um, basketball shoes, you know, I don't think Under Armour's made made going to have the the KDs. No, Kitty's Nike. They have the staffs. Um, you know, they have some some brand, but Nike still kind of reigns supreme in the basketball shoe as well. So, um, it, you know, if you want to get less quality, sure. I mean, I think Nike's they're, they're, this is a risk. They know it's a risk. Um, they've done. The, I, I assume they've done the research on this, um, and we'll see where it plays out. One day it was you know they were down yesterday. I heard they're up a little bit pre pre market this morning. Whatever that means. I'm not a big stock. I never checked stocks in my life except yesterday. Um, to see where everyone's at. Um, but look, it's a calculated risk. They're going to piss people off. Um, they've done this their whole. They've done this their whole uh, existence. Um, they've kind of been a rebel, a rebel company. 
Um, and we'll see where we'll see where it plays out. I know it's going to piss people off. Um, I personally, I've never been a person who's ever bought an item of clothes based off of who reps it. I buy it if it's comfortable, especially for me if it fits. If it fits right, my wife's the opposite. She buys things based on ooh, this person had this purse. I want to get it right. I mean, so she's different. She's a different consumer. So everyone's different, and this it doesn't bother me one bit because I, I don't buy anything based off of who wears it. I get why it pisses people off. I had a good conversation yesterday with a buddy of mine, conservative. He's a sheriff in California. He's one of my groomsmen. Complete opposite views as me. We had a good discussion on this yesterday, and we moved on. I mean, people have different different ideas. But what was he what... saying? Was he saying he wouldn't buy? Like, see, I, well, here's what no. I think. I think no, the people you upset are more likely to take action than the people that like what you do. Does that make um, sense? Like, I think it's yeah. easier to lose people than it is to gain people. Well, he's he's a he's an Oregon guy too. He's one of my he's one of my teammates. He's not changing. I asked him. I'm still going to wear my Jordans. I like I like it's comfortable. I like it. I just wish that he would have got political. That's what that's what it basically is. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people with um, that opinion. I think the number one thing is people will say, "Oh, I'm not going to change anything." Uh, but I, I do think, and by the way, the pre-market Nike is down uh, a, a dime, like right now, literally at this exact moment. So it's yeah, it's not moving uh, very much at all in the in the pre-market. Um, okay, so let's go to actual NFL on the field yeah. action. I made my Super Bowl prediction. I don't know if you have made yours. I uh, am all in on uh, a little bit of a wacky prediction. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people who pick this Super Bowl. The Vikings against the Chargers. What okay. about you? What what do you like as your early season preseason Super Bowl uh, contender on the e pick on the eve of the Super Bowl, uh, eve of the season starting? <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna go go bland New England Patriots in the, in the yeah. AFC. I I said this forever until someone proves me otherwise that they that they can go to Foxborough to win. I'm taking New England. Look, there's I think there's three quarterbacks in the AFC that I think can go to New England in January and win. Big Ben. Flacco and their team probably won't be good enough. And Philip Rivers, I think Philip Rivers is, has the moxie to go to New England and win the game. I just don't think they're going to do it. Um, yeah. And then out, and then the NFC. I love the Falcons. I think the Falcons win the NFC. I think that they're, they're the first team to have a, a home Super Bowl. Um, and that man, it'd be crazy. Atlanta's already going to be in a, a crazy Super Bowl as far as I think atmosphere. It'd be much different than Minneapolis last year. Throw it, the Falcons playing in there. It's going to be wild in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to drive to the Super Bowl. You know that yeah, I mean, from Nashville, just to be able to get wait. into a car. Oh, yeah. it's so great because then if you decide, you know what, I need to get out of here. I don't have to worry about the craziness of the uh, of the airport and everything else with the oh, Super Bowl weekend, gosh. which is always uh, wild. Uh, all right, so when you look at NFL opening weekend, I know you're big into gambling yeah. now. So Thursday night, how are you going to play it? You like the Falcons. I'm betting you're going to pick the Falcons to win outright against the Eagles on Thursday night. Yeah, I got the Falcons at plus three and a half, which now I think they're at two now, but plus yep. two. I got them at plus three and a half. Luckily, week one, you're able to grab some of these really good lines um, uh, early on. So I like that plus three and a half. Um, I, you know, the NFL, I don't really feel much of a need to bet a lot of money lines, not yet at least. I mean, I, I think that plus three and a half is a pretty good is, is a pretty good bet. I mean, if, if it gets somewhere to where, I don't think it's going to move this much to where I can get the Eagles plus a couple points. Maybe I middle it a little bit, but I feel pretty good at, at where I'm at right now. Um, the other game that I really like um, this weekend is I like the Dallas and Panthers under. It was at 44 when I got it. I think it's at 42 and a half. I haven't looked this morning if it moved uh, from last night. Um, both O-lines really beat up. We saw Dallas last year with a beat-up O-line, what, 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 what they look like 
Panthers missing left tackle, missing right tackle, um, uh, beat up at left guard. I mean, it's just a disaster. And you had a new new coordinator, Curtis Samuel. I saw last night had a heart procedure. The, the Panthers wide receiver, so they're out him for a couple of weeks. Um, and I just I love that under there, and the totals going in, in, in the direction as well. So those are two I like. One upset. I will take this on the money line. I like the Bengals over the Colts. Yeah, but I can't believe the Colts are favored by three. Why? They're not the only position they're they're close to being better than the Bengals at is quarterback, and the quarterback hasn't played in two years. A regular season game. So I like the Bengals there uh, on the money line. I think I'm going to take them on the money line. All right. So what about college football? Uh, did anything really kind of surprise yeah. you in Week One of college football? And then what do you think going forward in terms of gambling? Um. Uh, I mean, I love I love taking big favorites in Week One um, because um, I think that it it they just win and not much surprising me. I think in Week One, you know, the Pac-12 had I just you know Washington just they had chances to win that game and didn't win it. Uh, Arizona should you know lost to BYU, but this week is not they don't have great games this week. I love the big favorites again, like Boise State minus thirty four against Connecticut. Connecticut is really bad. They're the the least they haven't covered. Um, they're, the, they're the worst at covering the last five years, 32%. And then Oklahoma's going to destroy UCLA this week. Destroy UCLA. They're like a minus 31 right now, um, maybe even less now. They're going to crush UCLA. So those are the two I like this week so far. I haven't really looked at other lines because the games just aren't very enticing. Yeah, there's not. There's only two top 25 games featuring two top 25 opponents. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs go on the road against South Carolina, and then the other one is Stanford hosting USC, oh, yeah, which is yeah, obviously that, a big yeah, game on the West Coast. Game. Yeah, that's a great uh, game. Yeah. Stanford has been very successful against USC in the past uh, several years, uh, so we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, when you look uh, beyond the teams that are expected to be good, let's go back to the NFL. We're talking to Jeff Schwartz, uh, yeah. multi-year NFL veteran. Which team do you think is there a team? Your kids obviously want to get in on this yeah. uh, discussion too. Is there a team no. that you think is going to surge that not a lot of people have hopes for this year? There's always a team. Last year was Jacksonville yeah. comes out of nowhere and surges to the top, goes to the AFC Championship game. Who is it to you that stands out that you think, hey, this team could go from being not very good to making a run in the playoffs? You know, I think most people feel it's the Giants. I kind of agree with that. I and mean, the Giants are so talented. Um, they had a good preseason. They fixed a lot of their problems. They have a healthy Odell. Really good on defense. They have you know, two Pro Bowl players on the D-line, two Pro Bowl players in the back end. Um, have a middle linebacker now that can stop the run. His issue, he cannot defend the pass. So, you can see how teams attack the Giants. Look, I was talking to a, a, someone who covers the Bengals, um, and, and she said, it's very eerily, eerily similar to when they went 12-4 and in 15 in the preseason. I don't know if they're that good, but if they get John Ross to play well, who, who played like one, one half of the game last year, they stabilized the offensive line, they traded for a left tackle, Cordy Glenn. The D-line can really get after. They've always had good defenses. I mean, they're, they, they could be a kind of a surprise. I don't know if they're going to go 12-4, and four, but um, I, I can look at them as maybe – uh, a surprise team to come out of nowhere. I think Arizona's going to be better than their win total in Vegas. And it's at six and a half or six last I checked. Um, they should win eight or nine games. Outstanding stuff as always. Jeff Shorts, we will talk to you uh, next week. Good luck trying to tell the difference right. between the $4,000 and the $40 bottle of wine. All right, thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. What you got for me, Danny G? Clay, do you know what an Asian water monitor looks like? No, I have no idea. I mean, that sound doesn't sound like an animal. It sounds like a. Uh, it sounds like something you put on your like uh, your faucet to try and save money on your uh, on your water bill. It's a huge lizard. Almost looks like the size of a small alligator. A family in South Florida knows exactly what it looks like because it's been terrorizing them in their backyard. This six foot long lizard has been there for weeks after taking up residence at their home. He's a big fella and he's scary, homeowner Zachary Lieberman told Good Morning America about their unwanted house guest. This creature, officials believe, could be a water monitor lizard native to Southeast Asia or possibly a Nile monitor lizard native to Africa. It's been stalking them uh, and the neighborhood. So wait, how did, it, how did it get there? That's a great question. This article does not answer that question, unfortunately. I mean, that seems like kind of a big deal when there's a, where did you say it's native to? It's native to Southeast Asia, or if it's the Nile monitor lizard, it would be native to Africa. All right, question for you. If you were being stalked by a six-foot lizard in your backyard, would you not just shoot it? Is that a no? Like, I mean, as a little kid, as a little kid, me and my older brother, we used to trap lizards in jars as little kids. Yeah, that's a big difference between a a jar trapped lizard and a six-foot lizard. But if we saw the big six-foot lizard, I think we would have you know been intrigued by it like look at that huge lizard maybe uh, i mean i would have someone shoot it even if you're not a gun <laughs> owner everybody knows somebody in their family or a family friend who's like a gun guy i would have gun guy come out and shoot the six oh, foot man. lizard if it was stalking me in my backyard is that a wrong answer well it's interesting you say that because this lieberman guy says and he's and i quote i have a two-year-old and a four-year-old a little boy and a little girl and they are terrified to go in the backyard. They will no longer go out in the back, Lieberman yeah. said. I mean, yeah, I would shoot Bunch the lizard, wussies. and I would show the two and the four-year-old, the lizard's dead, <laughs> daddy got him, now we can play in the backyard again. Oh, man. Is that, I don't, how is it controversial that if there's a six-foot lizard stalking your backyard, you would shoot it and kill it? Like, I don't... Do they make glass jars in extra, extra, extra large size? I don't see how this is remotely controversial. Instead of going on (laughs) Good Morning America and telling everybody I'm scared of the six-foot lizard in my backyard, my kids won't go outside. By the way, I would think a six-foot lizard could be a threat to a two- and four-year-old. I'm not an expert. But I would kill the lizard in a heartbeat. I'm me, not even me and a my older guy. brother, we would have tried to pull the tail off this lizard. Do you think you that, would not have touched a yes. six foot lizard? The, the way on a small, regular lizard, when you pull the tail off, it w- still wiggles on its own like it's alive. Would that still happen with this six foot lizard? I Probably. don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that you could pull a six foot lizard's tail off. All right, and uh, quickly, let's move to Kentucky, Clay, where there is animal on animal crime. Imagine waking up on your ranch. With three horses and two dogs killed, authorities believe this was done by a large cat. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office says they were called out to the Bill Butler Spur area to investigate the report of these Not dead animals. Not like a kitty cat. Like how big of a cat? Like a mountain lion or Ex- like there's a loose tiger? In no, Kentucky? mountain lion. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they say, we highly advise you in the Kentucky area to please keep a close eye on small children and animals when left what? outside. What did it just kill? It killed three horses, a pit bull, and a husky. 
I mean, that seems like kind of a serial killer cat because it's not eating all those things, right? It's just like killing for killing's sake. Yeah, the article is like the Freddy Krueger. Well, I mean, just but think who's about just it. leaving it their kids? Who's just leaving their kids outside unsupervised these days, though? Well, I mean, first of all, you should leave your kids outside as long as there's not a six foot lizard in the backyard. <laughs> but I think the answer to both these things is you got to kill the mountain lion and you got to kill the lizard. I, I don't see this as being controversial. Isn't everybody on my side here? Six foot lizard stalking your house and your kids. You kill the lizard. You don't go on Good Morning America you gotta and talk save the about lizard, the six-foot lizard. Is everybody in agreement with me? Earlier the on the show, you were talking about getting a pair of cowboy boots. Now you just need a rifle. Lizard boots, too. Boom. Oh, lizard boots, good luck. Uh, I think there's lots of people. Go get the family members got the gun, kill the six-foot lizard, boom. And humans win, animals lose. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. A lot of you reaching out about the uh, the lizard. It's now been in a, described as a seven-foot lizard. I'm reading from the, let's see, the Sun Sentinel down in South Florida. And this is a crazy way to start a story. The seven-foot lizard terrorizing a South Florida family is a species that can be legally purchased online for less than $200. I'm looking at a picture of this lizard. I would shoot him. I don't think there's any doubt. I might go buy a gun just to shoot this lizard. The Asian water monitor is popular among exotic pet enthusiasts, and you can buy a baby one with a credit card from Snakes at Sunset of Miami for 170 bucks. with the live lizard shipped to your home by FedEx. I didn't know they did that. Uh, you can also get them for 70 bucks. Anyway, they're cheap. According to Reptiles Magazine, young ones require a diet of fish, frogs, and an occasional newborn rodent. Whoa. Uh, and I, I just, I don't understand why you can, uh, this seven foot, 150 pound lizard has been turning up around the home of Zachary and Maria Lieberman uh, with their two young children. They called trappers, but so far no one has been able to catch it. State wildlife officials say it's probably a pet that escaped or was released uh and i gotta tell you i don't know why you wouldn't just shoot it but in the past two years there you go cock the gun there has been 14 different calls about these lizards running loose in different parts of florida uh and uh we consider this species a high priority for rapid response because it could start to breed and become a uh, menace uh, and, uh, and, and this is crazy. Uh, this is just uh, so crazy. I'm reading. If there were right a now. bunch of them together, would they move around in a pack? A lizard pack. I mean, that's pretty scary. Actually. <laughs> I, again, I think you just solved this problem by shooting it. I don't know why you wouldn't just shoot it. I mean, is anybody opposed to my idea of just, if I were the dad here, dad has to make the decision. If you're not good with guns, then inevitably you have a relative or you have somebody at work, there's always a gun guy, right? There's always somebody out there, maybe a surprise guy. You're like, oh, you 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 go out and you shoot at the range? Yeah. And then this guy's like, yeah, I got 45 guns and a gun locker. Like, you never have any idea who gun guy is going to be, but there's always a gun guy. And there's nothing that gun guy would love more than being able to go kill a seven-foot lizard that's terrorizing a backyard. Why does this not happen? Is anybody in disagreement on the show right now that this dad should take charge of this and find somebody to kill the lizard? Well, I'm actually a fan of reptiles. I don't. I wouldn't have a lizard. 
Uh, I've had it's a, a se- I've had it's other a reptiles growing up that's not native to South Florida. So you're opposed to killing it. I think that the trapper should get it, and then they figure out what but, to do with it. Like yeah, you what's killing the trapper it yourself. Do with it? The I don't know. Just Maybe they're going to release it in the woods, or he's no, going to kill it. I don't think they'd release it. I think they'd put it to sleep, wouldn't they? I I don't I put it to sleep. I mean, yeah. you're going to put a gas mask on the lizard? <laughs> no, like, well, the same thing they do to dogs. Yeah, I, I just I kill the lizard. What about it, it, the Roberto or Eddie Garcia? Who is with me here to just the dad takes charge and gets the lizard shot? Uh, I would pour gasoline on the lizard and oh, set yeah, it on I don't fire. think that's even oh, worse. On. You can't get oh. close enough to get the gasoline on the lizard. We're finding out a lot about Eddie, Eddie right Garcia now. Right here. Going, going medieval yeah, on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not task. taking any chances. Uh, it's just a lizard. The lizard Roberto, you have a little girl. A lizard is not <laughs> just on. a lizard. It's a seven-foot lizard, seven, according seven, to the Sun worse. <laughs> what about you, Roberto? You have a little girl. just one extra foot. Uh, I'll, I'll call the city to come pick it up, get rid of it. A who? The city, like who is? I, I don't know. Like, yeah, they're the just they're sending a garbage man over there. <laughs> like, yeah. That. Or, I, who are you gonna call in the city? They're gonna send waste management yeah, to your house, call, Roberto. You get animal animal services. They'll pick it up. And, and then I, I'm gonna get Jimmy, who has 40 guns, and Jimmy's gonna show, and we're gonna set up like a, a lizard hunt, and Jimmy's taking out the. Li- the only reason I wouldn't call Jimmy with 40 guns to do it is if you live in a neighborhood where if Jimmy missed, the bullets might hit your neighbor. You can't do that. So I don't know like how much, but if this lizard See, is terrorizing but, but, this but Clay, one family, in all yeah. fairness, we should use rubber bullets on the person that ordered this and got it that big and then released it. This happens a lot to tortoises in our country where people love them as little babies, they raise them, but then they get so big and eat so much, people don't know what to do with them, so they release them at a park. And so no, this happens with snakes. This right. is my thing with snake guy. The so snake the people gets releasing big, these, it's not the poor reptile's fault that he got I'm fed I'm not blaming the reptile. You, you kind of are by blowing his head off. Yeah. Well, you're saying you want him to be put to sleep. Well, because that, that's more humane. How is it more humane to trap you, a lizard? So would you rather have your head shot off by a shotgun or put to sleep, Clay? As die a in your sleep. Yes. I don't think it would make very much difference. I don't want to die. I, I know. Well, neither does the poor <laughs> reptile. <laughs> but the reptile is going to be stressed when you catch it. You're going to put it into a vehicle. You're going to drive it somewhere. You're going to put it on an operating right, table. You you're going to put a gas mask no, on you, it. And you're no, it's not it. a gas mask. You, you give them an injection. And you go to sleep forever. That's better than Eddie <laughs> pouring gasoline on him. And well, the gasoline him on fire. is an extreme example in lighting the lizard on fire because <laughs> then inevitably, like a house would get burned up or something. But I'm saying that the way to get it is just to shoot it. Like I don't know. I mean, if there's a seven foot lizard terrorizing my two and four year old, there's no way I'm letting that. First of all, the lizard might harm them. It's a it's a predator. I'm killing the lizard. I don't even see it as a tough call pretty sure the lizard would run away from people i don't know i don't have you're pretty sure you're an expert on seven foot yeah. lizards well i've had lizards before i grew up like i said yeah, there's a bunch of lizards here yeah, yeah in southern california in the inland empire when i was a little kid there were lizards running on the wooden yeah, fences little lizards and, there's no, a no, difference no, some between of them were a big ones. lizard clay we were looking for the biggest lizards we could find yeah i know i lived in the caribbean i saw iguanas all the time an iguana is like a two-foot lizard and it's pretty overwhelming to suddenly see a two-foot lizard when you're not expecting one. If I saw a seven-foot lizard, I'm taking it out. I'm sorry. I'm wiping it out. No, no questions asked. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.